Hey guys, this is part two of our Ex Machina episode. This is where we finish our discussion and analyzation of the film. Hope you enjoy. We get to session four. Um, and this is where Kayla tells Ava about Mary in the black and white room, right? Mm-hmm. A very cool concept and a very cool story. Um, you learned this in your computer science class, right? Or no? Yeah, I learned this and I learned another um, similar uh, story, riddle, whatever you call it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, did you want to explain that one first or this one? I think we should talk about the Mary in the black and white room first. Okay, did you want to explain this one? Um, or did you want me to, to Sure, so one? like uh, they talk about Mary in a black and white room, you know, she she's in a black, black and white room, but she knows like everything about color, right? Mm-hmm. She knows everything about color. And when she finally goes outside and experiences all these colors, she's human. And mm-hmm. when she's in the black and white room, she's a robot still right is that what it said basically i'm summarizing yeah yeah caleb um he tells ava that uh mary knows everything every single detail there is to know about every single color there is but uh by her experiencing seeing color for the first time that's what makes her human because a robot can experience seeing or the experience of seeing color for the first time is very different and a whole on another whole different atmosphere than actually knowing everything there is to know about color because you can't recreate that, you know, seeing red for the first time, seeing blue for the first time, yeah. how you feel about seeing it for exactly. the first time. Exactly. And I think that's what makes you human is experiencing something. And you can't put in experiences into a robot and be like, you're human now, you know? Yeah. Because you never, they've never experienced it. So they don't know how to feel about it. They might yeah. simulate that they know how to feel about it, but like, it's not the same. Through others' experiences. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing about artificial intelligence and about robots in general, that they can know so much there is to know, but there's a, a huge, like, empty space right in yeah, the middle. disconnect. Huge disconnect between knowing the, everything there is to know about something in, like, 0.2 seconds. But not, like, to, not like, knowing anything about yourself, basically. Yes. And... And like you said, this is probably why we'll never get to an Ava-like AI ever. Mm-hmm. But because of this huge disconnect that there is, but it's so fascinating how humans can look at the color blue and they know in their head how it feels like to see the color blue. Like, oh, that's blue. That's blue. But like my blue could be your red. Again, that that's the difference. We would know, you know, we wouldn't know. Yeah. My red can be different from your red but we both agree that it's red and that's what makes us human. Right. Right. And so, yes, he explains to her, um, Mary in the black and white room. Um, and we see Nathan watching this, um, interviewed through in his office and who's behind him on the bed laying down Kyoko. So obviously there's some sexual stuff going on between the two. Um, or at least it's assumed that there is, um, Caleb tells Ava, um, what he's actually there to do. He's he's there to find out if she has consciousness or if she's just simulating one. And uh, after he tells her this, 
after he tells her this, the power goes out um, again. And so Caleb wastes no time in asking Ava about Nathan. He asks her if the power cuts are orchestrated by Nathan to find out how they behave once they are unobserved, uh, question mark. And Ava tells him that it's her that does the power cuts. Why? How, why? Um, to find out how they both act when they are unobserved. So she, she again, lies to him. Lies to Caleb. She's doing this to trick Caleb. But she tells Caleb, I'm doing this just to find out how we act together alone. Because I love you and I want to be with you. You know? Seemingly playing into that idea that Caleb obviously wants. Or at least, you know, showcases to Ava that he wants. Um, What do you think about that? I think at this point, Caleb is super fucking scared. (laughs) Right? I think he's scared about what he's feeling. Right, exactly. The whole not trusting Nathan thing. Yeah. Um, and not to and not to mention he's falling in love with an artificial intelligence. Falling for her, bro. Yeah. Like head over heels a little bit. And again, yeah, like you said, he's scared about Nathan. Um, maybe like at first view, I don't remember that much, but like I just like, am I falling for her too? Do I not trust Nathan? Like Yeah, do I not trust her? Yeah, exactly. Um, all these emotions, but obviously you can tell that he likes her, right? Yeah. So this is all the emotions going on in Caleb's head. And so the session ends. Nathan and Caleb take a hike. Caleb confronts Nathan about some lies he's been telling Caleb. Uh, Caleb kind of figures out that he wasn't randomly selected to win and interview Ava because some schmuck could have won. And uh, he would have been stuck interviewing Ava. Like, no way. I was obviously selected. Nathan responds with, I wanted the most talented coder to do it. It was all fake because I didn't want anyone to find out what I was doing. Again, straight up lies to Caleb. Or he has like two people leading him on at this point. Like, <laughs> two of them. Oh, bro, you're so good. Like, you're so special to be here. Like, you have no idea. I chose you because you're the most talented coder in my company. And I think um, Nathan at this point really knows, like, okay, this motherfucker is scared. Probably doesn't trust me. Let me stroke his ego a bit. Like, no, nah, dog, like, you're really smart to be here. Like, Shit, I didn't, I didn't even think company. about it that way. I didn't yeah. think about it that way. He is stroking his ego. Like, maybe he is like, okay, he's scared. He's scared what Ava can do. He's scared of what I'm doing. Let me, let me give him a compliment. Right. Mm-hmm. Damn, I didn't. I didn't realize that. So yeah. So uh, we get that, and then we get them going back to their house or to Nathan's house. We get a montage of Nathan kissing Kyoko as he's hitting the boxing bag, and um, at the same time during this montage, we get Caleb daydreaming about Ava, and uh, in black and white. In black and white, the same way he talks about Mary in uh, the black and white room because (laughs) I forgot to mention this when uh, he was explaining this to Ava during the session, Ava was imagining herself in black and white. Mm. She was having daydreams of her in black and white. And so to me, this was sort of Caleb officially falling in love with Ava and officially seeing things through her perspective. Right? Or maybe it's kind of... I think it's his... still his perspective and he's looking at it in a way like i need to save her i think this is the point where he's like yeah i want to save her he's, she's stuck in this black and white box 
because they kiss at the very end of the experience color you know yeah, yeah I, w- kissing. I want her to ex- i think that's the perfect way you can explain this right i want her to feel color i want her to see color um and so yeah um after this caleb sees nathan with ava this is a very important scene uh caleb is shaving in his bathroom um the tv is on in the background and uh once he's done shaving he goes to check out the tv and he sees nathan uh go into ava's headquarters and seemingly tears up all of Ava's drawings. There's no audio, but that's all Caleb could see. Um, again, we know that Nathan is just trying to get a rye out of Caleb for the sessions so he can trust Ava even more. And uh, to for him to think that Nathan is that much more of an asshole or that much more of a dangerous person because he's doing this to his robots, you know? Uh, Caleb goes in to confront Nathan in his room, uh, but he sees Kyoko there. Um, she's looking at the painting that they talked about earlier. Caleb asked uh, Kyoko, uh, where's Nathan? Um, of course, Kyoko doesn't understand English. So she begins to take off her clothes. And uh, Caleb stops her. He's like, no, 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 don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, Nathan walks in behind Caleb. Um, and he says, shouts out, you're wasting your time. Again, she doesn't speak English. Wait, wait before um, before you go further, I want to ask you something. Okay. Oh, yeah, for I sure. Think- ask me. Because this is one of my favorite shots of the whole movie is of Kyoko just staring at the painting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to ask you, like, what do you think that means? She's deep staring to the painting. And we know Um, the painting has some meaning. It's it's about, it's about, honestly, like, is it free will? You know, the the free, the the strokes, you know, he's just painting wherever, but it's also super calculated in a sense. Yes. Like, so what do you think about that? I feel like Kyoko staring into the, cause we got the explanation of how the painter painted um, that painting, the mm-hmm. specific painting. I feel like Kyoko looking at this painting kind of symbolizes um, her not having that free will. Because again, we go, we can go back to the dinner scene. Um, Kyo, to me, Kyoko was programmed to make that mistake. So right. she didn't voluntarily make that mistake. Right. Right. So I think this is her like looking at it as if she's like looking out a window when she's in prison, bro. Like, oh, yes. I just like, I want to be this someday. I want to be, so, yeah, I want to be like a painter. Like, I want to be this. Like, I want to be free. I want to be free. I think she's finally having those feelings. Yes. Um, wow. That, that, honestly, that was a, that was a good, uh, damn, that, that was a good pickup on that scene. On that because we didn't talk shot. about the last podcast. Yeah, we didn't talk about that recording. last time. Yeah, I still I think it's a very crucial scene, just the way she's staring at, it, especially what happens at the end. Yeah, <laughs> of course, very, what happens to Kyoko. Crucial. I think she's finally figuring out figuring out herself. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, so she uh begins to undress. Caleb's like, no, 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 don't do this. Um. And then Nathan walks in behind them, um, and he yells out, he, "She doesn't speak English. You're wasting your time." And uh. <laughs> when uh when he tells when he tells Caleb this, he says, You're wasting your time, but you wouldn't be wasting your time if you were dancing with her. And he turns on disco music. And I'm gonna mention this again, but I think this is one of my favorite scenes of the past decade when Nathan and Kyoko are shredding the fucking dance floor. <laughs> bro, popping and locking, bro, jamming and breaking. Like, this is them. Th- this is showing Caleb. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know? 
this is the what the fuck moment of the movie and it's, it's them dancing the fuck moment. yes yes and like compared compared to like what we've seen and what we're going to see to this be the what the fuck moment in the movie like it's pretty it's pretty great honestly um they're just dancing and fucking grooving um and uh yeah so caleb is perplexed uh then caleb helps nathan to his room because he's super drunk at this point um again he's super drunk uh caleb sees nathan's office uh with the camera footage of ava as he's helping him in and uh so uh he doesn't check the video footage but it looks like caleb has an idea right the score also hints at this a little bit too with the change of score it's kind of more upbeat and tempo compared to the slow uh methodic uh sounds that it was making compared to now how it's like very upbeat Mm -hmm. maybe symbolizing that he has an idea of what to do now um so uh session five uh ava now wants to test caleb and this is my favorite session um she tells caleb that uh i'm gonna ask you questions a series of questions and if you lie i will know and i will call you out on it and so she asks uh and four or five questions in total uh, the first two are very simple. They're very, uh, you know, to get to know someone. Uh, the first question is, uh, what is your favorite color? Um, I'm going to ask you this, Ryan. What's your favorite color? Blue. Mm-hmm. Blue. Okay. Yeah. I think that's mine. Okay. Or, you know what? I think I'm like Caleb a little bit. I feel like I'm I'm like Caleb, too. That I may think that I have a favorite color, but his response was, um yeah seeing that i'm not six years old i don't have a favorite color because he yeah, responds with it's red true though. <laughs> right because he responds with red and she says lie and so she's like oh my god uh okay i see how this is going uh i don't have a favorite color because i'm not six years old and so she's like that's a lot better and so question number two what is your earliest memory uh caleb again responds with something ava calls her out or Ava calls him out, says, that's a lie. And it kind of makes Caleb reach into the depths of his of his memory. And uh, once he finishes that response, Ava moves on. Like, that was the truth. Um, and number three, are you a good person? Uh, Caleb is like, oh my gosh, this is a, this is a tough, I don't know if this question is, huge um and then he responds with yes i think i am a good person ava doesn't say a lie or ava doesn't say that's a lie she simply just moves on simulating that he was telling the truth so i'm gonna ask you this again is ava telling the truth or is caleb even telling the truth Mm, caleb's lying they're both lying yeah so yeah because i think that Caleb in his in his head he thinks he's a good person, but Everyone deep down in their inside, head thinks they're a good person though. Yeah, but deep down inside, I feel like what he's trying to accomplish with Ava, I feel like he thinks maybe this isn't like morally correct. But I'm trying to help her. I'm trying to help her escape. But this fantasy of I'm gonna end up with her, I feel like deep down inside he feels like he's not doing the right thing, therefore not being a good person. And Ava. I feel like she catches this lie, but instead of saying lie, she wants 
him to think that he's doing the right thing by letting her escape. So she just simply moves on from the question, simulating that he was telling the truth. Right. And this tells a lot about Ava. And like at first viewing, I feel like this is probably the first hints, like, wait a minute. And so she moves on to the fourth question. What will happen to me if I fail your test? And then uh, Caleb is like, you know what? Like, I don't know. It's not up to me. Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, the main thing is it's not up to me. Is, uh, she latches onto that response and she uh, responds with, uh, why is it up to anyone? Uh, do you have people that test you and that might switch you off? Question mark. And then another power cut happens uh, after this. Uh, again, going back to that response, like that's very deep, you know, an artificial intelligence telling a human, like, do you have someone that's going to turn you off? You know, um, this obviously affects Caleb even more so. So I feel like this is still Ava playing with Caleb's emotions. You know, of course she's scared of being turned off, but if she makes Caleb feel bad about Ava even more so, um, then Ava's completing her mission, you know? You get what I'm saying? like, at this moment, it's not even like um, when she asked that or when she said that, like, oh, like, why don't you have people that turn you off? I think this moment for Caleb is just like, okay, nope, she's a human for real this time. Now I really have to save her. Yeah, true. Like, it's like instant, okay, they're connected now, and he wants her. He's going to do whatever it takes to get her to get her to escape. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, another power cut happens. Uh, she tells Caleb uh, she wants to be with him, and then proceeds him to ask him one last question. She asks him, do you want to be with me? And the scene ends. So we don't get a response. Damn. Yes. For, for your thoughts on his answer? Or if there was if there was an answer? What do you think he would have responded with? Bro. Probably, yeah. Yes. Yes. Just from like their... I don't know because aren't the cameras on too? No, the cameras are off. At this time, they're off. At this time, they're off. That's why she asked him. He probably said yes. <laughs> yeah, he definitely yeah. said yes. I feel like he definitely said yes. And uh, by cutting away from his answer, that's seemingly telling us that yes. Yep. Because it, there's no reason. We know he likes her. Mm -hmm. The only reason it would stay there is if he would have said no. Because that's new information, right? right? So yeah, after this, Caleb and Nathan, they talk about Ava's future. Um, this is the next scene. Uh, Caleb asks Nathan why he created Ava. Nathan really doesn't understand the nature of the question. He's uh, He asks him, like, wouldn't you if you could? Um, because Nathan doesn't believe it was a, a decision to make Ava, but more of like an evolution, you know, a next step. It was bound to happen. It was inevitable. Um, it just so happened to be me. This is kind of Nathan's philosophy while he's talking to Caleb. And um, there's like a small pause. And then he tells Caleb um, he thinks the next model after Ava is going to be the next big breakthrough or going to be the big breakthrough. And uh, Caleb reacts to this, uh, obviously, for obvious reasons, because he likes Ava, doesn't want to cause Ava harm. 
So uh, he asked him, uh, was there going to be another model? I didn't know there was going to be another model after Ava. Uh, was there going to be another model after Ava? No, nah, I think this is the final product. Final think, product? Yeah, I think he was so confident in Ava that this mm -hmm. is just a test for Caleb, basically. Yeah. And he's just fucking, he's fucking with him. He's, he's basically killing him at this point. Like, no, nah, I'm about to kill her after you, after you leave. Yeah. But the next one is going to be amazing. The next one's going to be amazing, but thank you so much for your help, but Ava's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks. And uh, again, really fucked up. Um, so uh, Nathan tells Caleb not to feel bad for Ava. Like, you shouldn't feel bad for Ava. You should, be, you should feel bad about yourself, about us. Um, this is a quote that he says. One day, the AIs are going to look back on us the same way we look back at fossil skeletons in the plains of Africa. An upright ape an upright ape living in the dust with crude language and tools all set for extinction. Uh, honestly, he got it right. I feel like if AI like Ava were to be created, they would look on us. They'd be like, why, why did they do this? Why did they do that? Like they would probably look back on us very with very sad faces, you know? Yeah. They would be like, man, I feel so bad for them. They were just set up for extinction, you know? Damn. They killed that's, themselves. That shit hurts. <laughs> right? As a no. human, I'm offended. Right? Yeah, I'm offended, bro. <laughs> um, then Caleb starts to drink with Nathan, uh, obviously trying to get him drunk. Um, after after a while, Nathan does become drunk again. And this is when Caleb gets Nathan's key card to his office um, while Nathan is passed out on the couch. And... Uh, then this is where Caleb searches through Nathan's computer. Uh, Caleb searches through Nathan's computer and he finds some very disturbing shit. Very disturbing. Uh, first, um, he's, he sees Nathan setting up cameras for the test room. And then walking around in the test room, he sees robots with their lower halves all nude in their lower, lower halves. Um, and then uh, the robots basically all naked on the floor lying down. Um, we see Nathan dragging them like rag dolls. Like it looks very weird and disturbing. And then um, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, did you feel the same way about like, do you, did you imagine Nathan like doing this kind of stuff with the other robots? Um, or no? I think like, so. Like seeing this for the first time, you're like, oh my God, like Nathan really is the devil, you know? Because okay, actually no, I don't think that he would like go that hard on testing them, basically like abusing them. Yeah, you don't really see that from him throughout the whole movie. Like he's a dick or whatever, but he's playing up to be a dick. He's playing up to be a dick. Like this is just like all right, he's a fucking weirdo, you know? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I I think I think throughout the whole movie, yeah, he doesn't really seem to be that way. But to Caleb, this is just like justifying everything for him. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, he's fucking crazy. Yes. And so uh, Caleb walks out and goes into Nathan's room. And who's inside? Kyoko's inside the room. Uh, she's on the bed. Um, all naked. She's naked on the bed. Um, he looks inside Nathan's closet. And he sees the, those exact same robots in the video footage that he saw in Nathan's uh, computer. Um, they all have kind of like the same look as Ava but they have skin on them, right? And uh, 
then this, this is like a back and forth cutting of tension with Nathan beginning to wake up from his drunken nap. The score rises in tension as well. Kyoko then gets up to show Caleb her body. And uh, she starts peeling off her skin, revealing machinery like Ava's, right? Uh, Nathan begins heading towards the room, uh, but he realizes that he's lost his key card. But I kind of, before we get to the next thing, I wanted to ask you about Kyoko and her revealing her machinery behind her skin. What did you think about it the first time you saw it, or at least this time that you saw it? Uh, I still think that's like one of the best shots in the entire movie. Yeah. Of her just like slowly peeling back, like on her ribs and then her eyes. And then the score is so scary, too. Yeah. You know, this whole scene's like a fucking fever dream, basically. Yeah. And, and not only like is that happening when Nathan's getting up too. Nathan is getting up. What is he doing at this point? I think he's still super drunk. He's still he's like walking towards his room. Um right. Yeah. But no, you're right. This this scene is or this there has probably one of the best shots in the whole movie. Like Kyoko revealing her eyes, like what's behind her eye and everything. Mm-hmm. Like s- super weird. But again, super, super fucking cool. Um, so uh, Nathan falls down because he was trying to look for his key card. Caleb walks out of the elevator and uh, pretends to find Nathan's key card uh, and gives it to him. And Nathan kind of shrugs it off. He's like, oh, okay, well, here's my key card. And uh, again, another disturbing scene. Caleb starts questioning himself um, in the mirror back in his room. He gets uh, the razor from his... Uh, uh, he gets the blade from his razor and he starts cutting himself. You know, he starts feeling that he, maybe am I a robot? You know, he starts questioning him, his existence almost in a sense. Um, what did you think about this scene? Super fucking cool. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. this is one of the best sequences in the entire movie. Yeah. Just from the score. This, the this... That, like, you get literally an up close shot of Caleb trying to, like, See if he's a robot. He starts cutting his arm. He's yeah. blood everywhere. And then yeah. like there's like shots of or there's like flashbacks of Kyoko where her fucking like skin ripped out of her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is like top two shit for me in oh, this yeah. entire movie. Oh but, yeah. Like it's also pretty fucking disturbing. Oh yeah. No, honestly, just seeing like a seeing Caleb kind of go down this hole. You know, he's kind of going down the hole of, like, insanity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, for you to look in the mirror and question your whole existence by cutting yourself, seeing if you bleed, seeing if you have machinery behind your skin, like, that's some high-level and deep-level shit. And Caleb seems really, really, really affected. And uh, we get session six with Ava. Uh, Caleb... Waste absolutely no time. Caleb signals Ava to cause a power outage so he can talk to her in private um, or quote unquote private. She does this and begins to, and Caleb begins to tell uh, her what Nathan is going to do to Ava. Uh, also tells her um, his plans uh, for Ava to escape. Um, so he tells Ava that he's going to tell, uh, he's going to get Nathan blackout drunk. He's going to steal his key card. Then after that, he's going to manipulate the security protocol so that the doors, instead of locking after the 
power outage, they unlock so they can escape freely. Um, but he says that he needs something that she needs, or Caleb needs Ava to do something for him. And that is to cause a power outage right at 10, 10 o'clock to activate the security protocol. Um, very intense situation again. Um, and so this scene, this, this session ends and it goes straight to Caleb's last day. Uh, Caleb and Nathan, they have a talk about uh, it being his last day um, and Nathan's a stay, how, you know, how fun it is because time flies by, yada, yada, yada. Um, basically just trying to have friendly conversations with each other. Um, and Nate, Caleb, he tries to get Nathan to celebrate with him by having a drink. And what does Nathan say? No, nah, I don't think I'm good. But you go on right ahead. Um, at this moment, when I first saw this, like for the first time, I thought, "Oh fuck, Nathan knows." Yeah, you know? Nathan knows. He he's he's been hearing all of the private conversations that him and Ava have been going on or have been having. To me, this is like, all right, Caleb's got ni modo, right? But uh, the scene isn't over yet. So what uh, Nathan asked Caleb, he says, uh. Well, what about the Turing test? Did Ava pass? Um, since it's your last day, you should probably let me know. And uh, Caleb, Caleb, he responds with, yes, uh, she passed. Um, everything looks good. She's a great AI robot. And then Nathan seems excited, but has a little bit, a little bit of sarcasm to his tone. He asks him, what about the dilemma, the chess machine uh, dilemma? Um, was Ava... Uh, actually showing true feelings for you, or was she just pretending? Fuck. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Right. This Caleb this scene. Like, bruh. You literally, bruh. Yeah. When I first saw, it, I was like, oh fuck. And Caleb is confused. And then Nathan explains all of his actual plans in his office. He's like, you know what? Come to my office. Let me explain it to you. Um, basically saying you're God. Like, your plan's not going to fall through or, you know, go through. Uh, Nathan tells Caleb the truth, shows him the footage of himself with Ava when he tore the pictures um, in Ava's room. Uh, but with the the footage, he shows them um, with the actual audio that was going on. And so you can hear uh, Nathan tell Ava, uh, Caleb is watching. I'm just doing this so he can uh, get affected by this so he can feel sorry for you. Um and uh, uh, Caleb asks Nathan what the real test was. And Nathan responds with, you, I gave Ava one way out to escape. She'd have to use self-awareness, imagination, manipulation, sexuality, empathy, and she did all of that. And uh, Caleb then figures out that Nathan, um, uh, oh, he Caleb figures out that Nathan didn't choose him because of his coding skills. Um, but because of his search engine uh, inputs. Like, talk about another dagger into his heart. Like, yeah, bro. Like, you're, like he said, like, oh, like, you weren't the best. Like, you were good. You were pretty good, but you weren't the best. Yeah, and that's not why I chose you. Like, of course not. He chose and, him because he would fall for Ava. He would be the one just to fall for her. Yeah. Based on his search inputs through basically Google, you know? So. Yeah. Imagine you just Googling away 
every single day of your life and someone doing this to you, you know, setting you up for this test all because you searched up uh, pink Mustangs. I don't know on Google, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And then Caleb starts to figure out that uh, Nathan kind of built Ava off of his porn searches, which again is another thing that's so fucked up about this movie or about Nathan, you know, that he made, he, he created Ava, the, uh, all of uh, her looks, the, the way she moved, um, every single facial features, all based on his porn searches. Like, talk about not just embarrassing, but humiliating. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that shit is per- personal to, like, every every man and woman, you know? And, that like, kind what of... is, like, the end-all, be-all after this? Like, let's say, like, whatever happens at the end doesn't happen at the end, and, like, yeah. Caleb gets to go home. Like, he must think, like, man, this fucker is such a dick. Like, yes. Am I going to quit my job? I fucking hate this company. <laughs> like, Honestly, bro. like, what would happen? What would happen? I don't even know. I think, yeah, I mean, probably, yeah. Uh, Nathan would probably give him a whole bunch of money to be quiet. Oh, pretty, so, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. So he wouldn't so he wouldn't have to show up to work, you know? True. He'd just be like, here's a couple million dollars, like, chill out, retire. The rest of you like, don't tell anyone about this. If they do, work yeah. on the project together. I mean, they did a test together. Yeah, but um, yeah, so fucked up. And uh, and then he tells uh, Nathan tells Caleb, but hey, don't worry, man. You should be happy. The test worked. Um, all because of you. The test was successful. Kind of trying to cheer him up for no reason because there's no way anyone would be cheered up after this, you know after what he just discovered mm-hmm. and then after this the power cuts out and then nathan jokes around like well it must be 10 o'clock and then nathan asked uh he asked caleb about his plan and he was like you know what um i was kind of interested to see how um the plan would go about you know like uh he kind of asked for more details about the plan and caleb tells him everything uh and nathan is impressed he's like you know what that could have worked that could have worked. And Caleb responds with, we'll find out. And uh, Nathan's like, what? What do you mean, find out? <laughs> and uh, he's, he tells him, uh, remember that plan that you heard um, throughout the, the private conversation that me and Ava were having? Well, I figured you were listening to us um, because um, I figured that you were listening to all the conversations that we were having. So I did this a day early. And Nathan gets freaked out. The power cut uh, ends. All the power is restored. Um, Nathan is freaked out. He checks his computer screen. And what does he see? Ava's out of her room. Uh, And a very intense score is playing. Nathan turns around to Caleb, knocks him out. Because now he has to try to contain Ava. Because she's now out of her room. Uh, Talk about a turn of events, you know? Nathan is on top of the world thinking he got Caleb. Uh, your plan's done. My plan worked. And then to have it all fall down like that. He's basically watching like a tiger on the loose yep. inside his house. He, oh my God. That's honestly, that's a perfect analogy. Like, holy fuck, this tiger is out here. Damn. And then look, this next, this next part, I have it as Ava's Escape. I titled this in my notes Ava's Escape. 
uh, Nathan sees Ava leave her room uh, and turns around and, uh, oh no, he sees her uh, leaving her room. So he grabs a dumbbell um, and he goes after Ava. Um, in between this, we see Kyoko and Ava, though, communicate with each other, right? This is also very important because Kyoko, uh, like we mentioned before throughout the painting, um, is kind of yearning for this free will, you know? She doesn't have it. And when she finds out about Ava's plan, you know, a little bit earlier throughout the movie, she kind of is all in with Ava. So she helps her out. And um, they have this weird form of communication where they're kind of just touching each other, tapping each other. You said in the last uh, recording that it was kind of like Morse code. Yeah, they're like speaking in Morse code, just tapping on each other. Mm -hmm. And like, what do you think they're saying? Like, hey, like, I want you to kill him. <laughs> Basically, like, oh, we should kill him. Yeah, probably. I mean, and the, the scary thing about this, like if this was actually true, we wouldn't know what they were communicating with each other because there would be no trace. They would have their own form of communications, right? Scary. Right? And so, who like, if these two were real, they could plot the entire uh, annihilation of the human race. Jesus Christ. Without us knowing. And yeah. they could just, we can just be oblivious. So, yeah, this is scary, but really cool the way they show it. You know, very close-up shots of them not really talking to each other, but just kind of moving their heads, tapping each other on the, on the arm and everything. And um, Nathan yells at Ava, go back to your room. And then Ava responds with, um, um, if I go back to my room, will you ever let me go? And Nathan says, yes. And Ava knows that he's lying. So she doesn't say anything. What does she do? She flings herself at Nathan, attacking him straight on. This is, again, I think it's a callback to session six, I believe it was. Was it or session, session five, five or six? I think it's session five. five. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Session five, where she asks Caleb, Do you think you're a good person? And he responds and she just moves on. Seemingly, I think she knew the truth that Caleb wasn't a good person. So, uh, the same thing here. When Nathan responds with, Yes, I will eventually let you out, she knows this is a lie. So, she doesn't even say that's a lie. She just goes straight to the point. I'm gonna knock, I'm gonna tackle this guy to the ground. And um, yeah, so uh she chokes him for a bit, they're wrestling. Um, then he overpowers uh Ava, he takes a dumbbell and he's about to hit Ava. Ava kind of braces for this with her arm, and uh the dumbbell breaks Ava's arm in half, so the, her arm falls off. Um Nathan begins to drag Ava back to her room again, uh going back to the the video footage of him ragdolling or ragdolling those uh other ais you know very disturbing it's kind of like a the same thing you know that he's doing with ava mm -hmm. and uh kyoko we see kyoko behind nathan with a knife and i don't i think uh i think i said in the other recording that she stabs him i feel like it's more nathan walked into the stabbing right because he's walking back, dragging Ava, and she's just staying perfectly still. So he kind of impales himself with the knife that Kyoko was holding in her hand. And the the theme starts playing. The I forget the ex machina theme. Um the which is my which is one of my favorite pieces of score in the past decade. I love it. 
And um, the the music gets really intense because Nathan has just been stabbed by Kyoko. And then Nathan punches Kyoko uh, to the ground. Her jaw kind of rips apart and she falls to the ground. Basically, like, she's done. And um, uh, Nathan is kind of looking at Kyoko and his back is turned to Ava. Ava takes the knife from his back, takes it out slowly. Nathan turns around to look at Ava. And what does she do? She stabs him right in the chest. Um, uh, and then, uh, it's, this is the funny, funny part, you know, uh, realizing his predicament, Nathan kind of starts walking away and he mutters the line, fucking unreal. Uh, <laughs> this goes back to what you were saying. Do you think, uh, the creation is always going to kill the creator when it comes to AI? This is it happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm asking you a question. Do you think that Nathan... Uh, do you think that Nathan knew that this would eventually happen to him? I think maybe not. I, I don't remember what I said last time, but I, I think I probably changed my answer or changed mm-hmm. like the way I talked about it. But I think that no, he was so much like he was on cloud nine, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's the hottest shit ever. He's a billionaire. He's fucking smart, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Maybe in his head, just to even like create this type of thing, like there's no way it's gonna fucking kill me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe I wanna hear what you say. No, I think I think uh I can't remember what I answered or either, but I feel like he did see this coming because right. he's been testing all these AIs to finally complete this mission, right? To complete this goal. Um, obviously, Ava did. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't controlled the way Nathan was controlling it, you know? Because it succeeded by uh, Caleb trying to do this uh, this whole plot to change the security protocols. But Nathan, in his head, uh, thought that Caleb hadn't done it yet, right? Mm-hmm. So... In his head, Ava did everything that she was supposed to do, but he was supposed to control the situation. I don't think he saw this coming where Ava was going to kill him this way, but I figured that maybe, in a sense, down the road, whenever he created the perfect AI or his perfect AI, that he would eventually get killed by it. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And so... uh yeah, he gets killed by his own creation. And uh and then the the very cool title card appears, uh Ava Session 7. And uh Ava walks into a room or walks into the room that Caleb where Caleb is knocked out. Uh Caleb wakes up and he sees her. Ava asks Caleb to stay where he's at. And then Ava goes into Nathan's room where all the other robots are um in the closet. She studies them, realizing that she could replace her arms and add on skin for herself. Um, Angelic score is being played underneath this scene. Um, Ava, after she puts on all of her skin, she looks in the mirror multiple times studying herself because to me, this symbolizes her becoming human. You know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Her putting on human skin, putting on her white dress, the hair, the shoes. This is her fully embodying the, her human, her human state. Right. What did you think about this scene? 
thought it was amazing. I think right. that some people may look at this as like, oh, they fucking hate Ava, right? Yeah. Like she's the bad guy. She's the evil creature and all this. Mm-hmm. But I really kind of found it like euphoric run, like therapeutic for her. Like, oh, I'm finally going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That was really nice. No, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, after this, she uh, walks out of the room and locks Caleb inside. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. walk, she walks right out. Caleb is like, oh, my gosh, I'm locked in. He kind of screams for Ava, screaming at the top of his lungs. Ava pays no attention to him whatsoever. Um, she walked into the elevator, basically leaving Caleb to die in this room. Uh, he, she takes one last look at Caleb before the elevator closes, and you see Caleb beg Ava to come back and let him out. And she doesn't. The elevator closes, and she is off. Uh, she's going up to the house, and we see Caleb trying to open the door with chairs. He's throwing chairs at it. He's using his own key card with the computer system, but obviously everything locks because it's not Nathan's key card. So... A very tragic ending to Caleb. Um, but um, in a sense, um, I asked this question at the, at the end of the last recording. Um, do you think actually that Caleb is a good person? No. Why not? Maybe he didn't deserve to die, but definitely yeah. a good person. I um, think we can both agree that he didn't deserve to die. Yeah. But yeah, explain why. why you think. His whole mission... Was it really just for Ava to help her escape? Or was it for him? You know, I think he was just doing this for him at the end of the day. Yeah, for lust a little bit. For lust, yeah, lust. Because, look, if I were in this situation, I would try to help Ava too, right? Right. Anyone would. But the whole dilemma of, should I help her out because I'm falling in love with her? And then maybe I'll have a chance to be with her at the very end of this? Right. It's kind of like, if you think about it in simple terms, I'll help you escape and we'll be together. You know? It's kind of like giving Ava an ultimatum. The only way I'm helping you out is if I be with you. You know? Or at least I get the chance to be with you. Which I don't think it was Caleb's intent, but it sure it sure was an underlying theme for him to help out Ava. You know? Yeah, for sure. And so, to me, I don't really feel, I feel bad. I feel really sad for Caleb and his fate. But did he have it coming? I mean, he dressed in an artificial intelligence yeah, robot. Yeah, he kind so, of had it coming. Right? And so, to me, this scene, watching it more now, and thinking about it more now, it's kind of more beautiful because the protagonist of the film, Ava, she won. She completed her mission because if you think about it, if she would have completed her mission without Caleb actually falling or going through with the with the system protocols, changing everything, mm-hmm. she would have been stuck still in that room. You know, regardless of she completed a mission. Or she not. would have been stuck just like um, Caleb is. Caleb. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They, just, they literally just switched sides. They switched. They switched the thing because the whole she, thing is the whole movie is like a mirror. Like, Yes. You know, you have Caleb coming in a helicopter, going into the house. Then you have <laughs> Ava basically um, leaving her room, going to the helicopter, you know, leaving. Yeah. It's just oh my... like one giant like mirror image. 
Yeah. Oh my God. I never thought about it this way. Like, um, throughout the whole movie, we think Ava's the one being tested, but it's actually right. Caleb. Right. And um, so throughout the whole movie, we think, or towards the end, we think once Ava completes her mission of tricking Caleb, she'll pass the test, but she'll still be stuck in there forever, right? Mm-hmm. And now we know that it was Caleb being tested. He passed the test. He's being congratulated by Nathan. But regardless of that he passed the test, he's still going to stay there for the rest of his life. You know, because he's the one that passed the test. He was the <laughs> emphasis of the whole project. Jesus. And so, honestly, now this makes much more sense. Don't take tests. Don't take tests. Skip your um, finals. Thanks. Skip your finals. Yes. Come on, professors. Come on. Give us give us a break. Uh, but, um, yeah, I never thought about it this way. This makes it much more clear for me now. And, honestly, it kind of still makes me feel bad about Caleb because if it were Ava in this situation, I would feel really bad. Yeah. But it makes me feel good for Ava because she was the one that's been stuck in there forever, right? Mm-hmm. And she's finally out. And... Um, so she's walking through the, the, the house. She's smiling to herself. And um, in the Q&A in the special features at South by Southwest that I was mentioning earlier before, um, the, the writer-director, Alex Garland, he was talking about this scene and how um, the question was, how do you know something achieves consciousness? And um, he's saying that we really wouldn't know, but... It depends on the individual. So Ava in that scene, when she's walking out and she's smiling at herself, she's dressed in as a human, she feels human. That's her becoming uh, a human and having consciousness because she believes that she's human. And she's finally accepting that, you know what? I am human. All right. with that smile that she has at the very end. And so uh, she gets into the helicopter, the one that Caleb was supposed to take for him to, <laughs> to, for him to go home. Um, and again, I don't really know how the pilot handled that oh, situation. Okay, awesome. Yeah, how the pilot just like, all right, come on, I'll take you, um, Caleb, whatever. So, um, the movie ends with uh, uh, intersection, uh, like a busy intersection uh, of a bunch of uh, people. Um, and it's Ava there. She's people watching, and uh, a few beats go by, and she kind of disappears into the people. Or into the loaded, full intersection of people. So this is kind of symbolizing that she's out in the world. She's mixing yeah. with people. She's uh, being human, but as an artificial intelligent robot. And so uh, that is the end of Ex Machina in our discussion. Um, damn, we've really been going on for a while. Um, this is almost like two two hours again. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. This might be a fucking two parter. We don't two know parter <laughs> still. Yeah. So um, yeah. Any final thoughts about the movie? Fucking amazing. Um, if you only seen it once and you hate Ava, go see it again. You know, you might change your mind. Yeah, new perspectives. You know, new perspective. I think that's the thing with this movie. You gotta see it like at least more than once, mm-hmm. just to get a new look on it. You'll. It's not like other movies and people tell you like, oh, you got to watch it more than once. You'll notice something. This, like, I feel like you have to watch it more than once. So just to notice everything, like everything um, just comes more to life, you know? Yeah. And I think that um, what helps rewatching it multiple times is that all these characters are very complex and you really can't just get a grip of them on the first viewing, you know? Like Nathan at first viewing... All those moments where he's being an asshole, 
Like you don't really notice that he's doing this on purpose. And you don't really realize that Ava's doing this on purpose, you know? So right. rewatching it multiple times, at least twice, gives you a better understanding of each of the characters. Um, and again, I think this is a testament to uh, uh, Alex Garland and the way that he writes his characters and the way that he writes this story. Um, I think it's brilliant the way he not only takes the idea of an artificial intelligent robot and the Turing test, but kind of, like you said, points a mirror to us. And it kind of makes us think about this situation and how we could handle artificial intelligence in the future, you know? And I love that it leaves us with more questions than answers, you know? Yeah. Uh, we find new questions every time we watch this movie. Um, we could sometimes find answers, but, you know, these answers are very... They're very hard to come by, so you have to watch it multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, those are my final thoughts. Anything else you wanted to add? Um, nothing. I think I'm good. You good? All right. Well, um, again, guys. Um, oh wait. Also, before, before we wrap up the show, I wanted to shout out um, my friend Amanda, who sent in um, her uh, thoughts on the movie and thoughts on the ending. She hated Ava. Right. Um, she said fuck Ava. So um, again, maybe you should watch it another time and figure out why Ava did what she did. Maybe there's new perspectives that you'll find. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll still think that Ava sucks at the very end of this movie, <laughs> right? Um, because, you know, movies are subjective and you could think certain things um, regardless of what other, anyone else tells you. But um, yeah, um, shout out to Amanda. And um, again, if you want to send us your opinions, send us your thoughts on the movie that we're going over, we usually send out the movie of the week um, a couple of days before we record. So it gives you time to uh, to watch the movie and it gives you time to uh, send in your thoughts. Um, you can send in your thoughts uh, to me at uh, Frank Lopez underscore 14 on Twitter or to Brian. You can plug in your social media. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. I think TikTok even uh, at Bry Prado, B R Y P R A D O. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can reach us out through there or through the uh, the official Twitter and Instagram of the Think Movie Show. It's at Think Movie Show, um, and or you can email us at a Think Movie Show at gmail .com. Um, And um, yeah, let us know. Give us some some more recommendations of movies. Um, I know we've been kind of going through this science fiction uh era of the show we have two in a row so maybe we'll do something different maybe we'll do a comedy a horror movie hit a us drama up yeah hit us up with recommendations we might uh depending on what you guys recommend we might put out a poll um we'll, we'll let you guys decide what we what you want us to do but yeah i mean i'm having fun uh you know i take down lots of notes throughout the movie and it's not really work for me because i love doing this so i think this is really fun and hopefully everything works out uh, with the audio in this one, but um, Craig, yeah, please come on, Craig, pull through. But yeah, um, that's it um for us this week. Um, let us know what you thought, and uh, yeah, we'll see you uh on the next episode. Um, my name is Francisco Lopez. I'm Brian Prado. We'll see you guys later. Later.